Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It's Jeremy White. Joe in the car, first up today. And Sneaky Joe DiBiase. Joe, do you want to listen? Joe, are you an idiot? Joe, are you a moron? Joe, do you have ears? Joe, do you know what you're talking about? Joe, can you fit? On WGR Sports Radio 550. All right, good morning. Hey, you were at that game last night, huh? I was at that game last night, yeah. Um, yeah, kind of a downer. <laughs> well, I wanted to check one thing when I got in this morning. Good morning. It's Jeremy and Joe. So it's the kind of thing where, you know how during the analytics era, a GM will say, mm. well, I have my eye test, and then I'm going to go see the numbers. Sure. I kind of want to do that right now. You want to do the eye test first and then go look yeah, at the numbers? Yeah, the, the eye test, the Sabres got dominated early. I feel like the uh, the numbers are, I haven't looked yet. They might back up with the, okay, oh, well, I think I know where you're going. Never mind. I thought you were going to say they got outclassed beginning to end. I don't think that's what happened. Carolina kind of ran out of gas? A little bit. What I really want to look at is how many high-danger chances the Sabres had. Okay. It feels like they could have scored a bunch of goals. In the sixth, they, I'm sorry, in the third, they had six high-danger chances. Okay. So that's all. What, yeah. They hit a post. There are a couple times where it felt like even though they're down 3-1 and then 4-1, it just kind of felt like... Yeah, they had a rough game. They got outplayed. Yeah, five on five. High danger chances in this game. Carolina 10, Buffalo 8. Okay. Scoring chances, Buffalo 22, Carolina 21. And then their shot share, Hurricanes at 47 shot attempts, Buffalo at 42. Yeah, they, So they, it, it is all, like if you look at the little chart of like expected goals and whatnot, it's a little bit on Carolina's side, but it's not like they got... Destroyed. Yeah, they got a lead, and the Sabres kind of started to make a game of it. It's a disappointing outcome. There's no doubt about that, right? Like, Matias sure. Samuelson back, and maybe he's nursing something. He wasn't exactly his sharpest version of himself. Thompson did not look right from the beginning of the game. Right. Like, he, the whole game. He played hurt and then left with an injury, and there's a, the shot on the television on the broadcast of him getting treatment on his back. Yeah. So, disappointing outcome, but hey... All-Star game. We, one point out going into the All-Star break. You take it. 100%. And in a... Oh, no, no longer in a spot by point percentage. But four back with three games in hand on Washington. So you got two spots available to you. No longer, by the way... I know I know. we just kind of went through it that it wasn't maybe as, as bad as the score said. You will not hear me say anymore, Hey, let me be, get greedy and like, catch both Washington and Pittsburgh and we can avoid Boston. There is no difference... Carolina. Or it might even be worse avoiding Boston. Carolina might catch Boston, right? Like 
the way they've played the last 30 games. Yeah, they're now seven points back of Boston, which what, sounds like a lot, but they were at one point like 20. Yeah. Back of Boston. And in their last 10 games, they are 9-0-1. Yeah. I just, I just mean that. To th- I don't think right. there's much difference between those two teams. If, in fact, Carolina, I mean, I think I saw they've won like 6 of 8 against Boston in the regular season, the last two seasons. Like, they might, you could make an argument. Did you show up on the Bulldog yesterday? Unveiled. I saw. Reverse Eastern Conference power rankings. They had Carolina at number one, and I can listen to that. Yep, I could too. Boston's, I mean, Boston's had an amazing season, of course. Boston's on a plus 81 goal differential. Yeah, their goal differential is yeah. twice, twice as good as anybody else. 39-7-5 and five for Boston. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yikes. So, but whatever. If you're the 8 seed or the 7 seed, we might like to try that on right about now. If the Sabres make the playoffs, you know, when the Bills went in and ended their drought, they were the 6 seed, right? Because there weren't 7 teams at that point. Not yeah, yet. so they were the 6. They're the 6, and they played a Jacksonville team we thought was beatable, but we didn't really care. It kind of right. didn't matter. It was found money. Yeah. And if the Sabres were to make it as the 8 or the 7 and play Carolina... Found money. Yeah. Shope asked yesterday, would you take a, a six-game series loss to one of those teams in the opening round? And Chris's answer was yes, because, I, yeah. like, okay, I get a competitive playoff series Yep, and, you know, some good experience. You know, you, you wouldn't like to write off their chances of pulling a crazy upset. You would, of course, need what you always need in a playoff series, which is hot goaltending. But, hey, if they get there, great. I told a friend yesterday that if they get to a playoff series, my I'm only going to be rooting for, well, my baseline for what I'll be happy with is, don't go down 3-0. If you can get me to a game four where I can even the series at two, I'm going to be happy. Yeah. So just don't win one of your first three games would be like kind of my, my bar to clear for a playoff series. I like it. It's very specific, but it's probably true, right? right. Just a, a game where it feels like, hey, they could make something out of this. Right. Like the series doesn't feel like it go, you go down 3-0. Don't give me a game. The game four really is what I'm thinking. Can I can I be still plugged in on game in, in a game four? Yeah, and not think like, oh, this is just inevitable that they're going to get smoked here. Yeah, you you want to avoid the gentleman's sweep where you just sure. win game four out of a courtesy Hate and then that. and then go back to Boston and get dominated. Go back to Carolina. You never want to win game four after losing no. after going down three. The gentleman no sweep. Well. All right, so they did not have their best game. They're actually dealing with. I mean, the injury to Thompson is is. I want to say it's significant, right? They've been they've been pretty healthy in the last month. The Cousins injury, the Samuelson injury, and now this Thompson injury. These three have cropped up after a lengthy stretch of no one missing significant time. Yeah. Earlier in the year, of course, they had a significant stretch where Samuelson's out, and they're kind of rotating things on the on the forward group because they had some couple guys dinged up here and there. But right about now, this is this feels like the worst injury bug they've got. And the good news is it happens at the All-Star break and during the bye. Yeah, they are 21st in the NHL in man games lost this year. Pretty good. Like, they've been very healthy. So And forward-wise especially, right? What what forward had they ha- have they had that's missed extended time? On any level. Right. Like, not even the depth guys. Hinostroza didn't even miss. I mean, he, they've been healthy scratched, right? No, you think about injured players for this team. It's been it's been defense. Samuelson, Yoki Haru, yep, and Middlestad. I guess was hurt for a little while. Power, there. power missed a couple of games. Yep, yeah, Middlestad Com- did. Comrie, but the the big guns. Comrie actually might be a lot of this. He might be the most. Yeah, yeah. The, the big guns haven't missed any games, so it'll be disappointing though if Thompson can't be a part of the All Star game if he's got the kind of injury that keeps him out of that. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's is there a skills competition he can compete in? Harder shot. Oh, you mean without without being 
100%. Probably not, because my guess is if he were to compete, you would have it where he would have to play on the three-on-three. And if he can't play because he's hurt and he needs to rest up, will the NHL send Darlene? Isn't that they should? But don't they have? Do they have but, to open it to a vote, or is it too late? Do they go, or do they just go to the next guy in the fan vote? Isn't that kind of what happened with Barkov? Mm. Or did they put Barkov in just because the game's in Florida? That's I don't what, know. I don't know that. I don't know either. But so this is what happened in the Pro Bowl with Tyler Huntley. Huntley, I read yesterday, he got in because the fan vote for Huntley was like that. He was the next guy. He had gotten more votes than Derek Carr, who I think is going anyway. Uh, he got more votes than Tannehill, so Huntley's going because, okay, that's what we're doing, next up in the fan vote. Hmm. Are, is the NHL doing that? Is it just next up in the fan vote? Because then that opens the door for it not being Darlene, and they already have opened the door for a team not having a representative because they're doing that with Seattle. Yeah. But Sabre fans would be furious, wouldn't they, if they don't get an all-star with this season they're w- having? Wouldn't it feel like a massive mistake from the NHL to not have its, well... Not biggest, but its most hockey crazy market in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Not have a representat- representative at the All Star game, especially when one of like your option. It's not like you're going to Zemgus Jurgensen's. Yeah, he's the second best defenseman in hockey this year, arguably, or arguably the the best. Like Carlson's got more points. Yeah, he's in the Norris race. It's not like you're reaching to put him in. He should have been there probably already. He was there last year. So, yeah, I would guess they, they do put Darlene in. I'm trying to think of another guy like Marchand that's not in right now that they could put in over him. Well, the fan vote that sent Matthews, right? Yeah. That, that was the NHL's yes. Atlantic fan vote. Who are the other options? You mentioned Barkov, and then who was behind Barkov in that um, fan vote? I'd have to look to see if okay. that's even public. Well, if it's not public, then you go ahead and send Darlene. <laughs> right? Like, you send, yeah. Just who's going to be upset? People that voted in a fan poll and. Finished a guy third. I mean, Darlene was in that fan vote, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the Thompson NH- could participate in the NHL Breakaway Challenge, which is the trick shot competition. If he can skate. If he could skate. If he can, right. Can he make moves? Can he not lean on, you know, his right side? Like, I, I don't know what the injury is. John Butchergrass tweeted yesterday, I don't know that he knows anything or if he's just thinking, oh, this would be cool, but... He just tweeted out two pictures. One was the hardest shot competition, and the other was Thompson, uh, like in the middle of a slap shot. Yeah, like in the with the torque on his stick and whatnot. So he kind of implied, like, all right, Thompson in the hardest shot competition, right? It seems like it'd be it, right? You. As it was. The- it was the. It was the thinking face too. Yeah. Actually, okay. So, no, nah, maybe he doesn't know anything, but maybe he does. He did the, the thinking emoji. With those pictures. And then last night during the Sabre game, it was a crying emoji. <laughs> so maybe he's now... We're not getting it. We're not getting it. Can Tage at least go to the all-star red carpet? He's got some fashion sense. You want to show that off? What if he's got a really great suit, and now he's not going to the all-star game because of an injury? Ooh, that should be a competition. Well, it's on television. The NBA does that. At 3 o'clock is the all-star player red carpet. Mm-hmm. The NBA for every all-star game now does like a fashion show. Where like there are judges and like they <laughs> they like rank them. NHL should definitely do that. He's got he's got he's got some swag yeah. for sure. But yeah, it'll be disappointing if he doesn't go for sure because I mean one it's deserved and two like you kind of want to show off you want to show off your stars a little bit right? Yeah, absolutely. You want especially your new young stars and your breakout stars. Yeah, and you want to see you know him make headlines of you see Tage Thompson shoot a hundred and three mile per hour slap shot so. That will be disappointing, but 
at, at the same time, if he doesn't go, Darlene probably does, and that's certainly deserved by him, too. And then what competition does Darlene enter? Not hardest shot. No. Not fastest skater. Can I get the, is there a most patient Dick Deeker uh, <laughs> competition? He made a couple moves last night. He made a couple plays at the blue line. They, they went back and showed a replay of one where he, it's exactly what you said, the most patient. He yeah. slows the game down in ways that are just incredible sometimes. He had a, a guy right on top of him, and instead of firing it down the wall, he just waited, pulled it back, and laced the pass across you know, one side to the other. Just He's an incredible player there to was, watch. There was another one where he had a guy in his back, and he's right along the blue line, and he kind of leaves the puck in the middle where, like, if there's a guy there, he has to have the wherewithal to know that there's not a guy there. If there's a guy there, it's a breakaway the other way. But there isn't, and I'm sure he knows that. And he gets he just gets the forward to fly by him because he he literally leaves the puck where it was and then he like comes back and gets it because he knows hey my edge works better than yours I'm gonna get back to this thing and he did and he had a wide open slap shot call that the Maverick hit the brakes the and fly right by yep. from Top Gun all right eight hundred three hundred five fifty if you want to join us you know what to say about that game last night eh, disappointing you kind of ran into a buzzsaw right is that it yeah you're into a full post game show. Printed, done. I mean, I know yep. that Brian and Paul, and there would have been quotes, but you ran into a buzzsaw. The, the Hurricanes have been that. I'll say this about the Hurricanes, though, and there was a moment last night where I, I wanted to, you know, sometimes you want to tweet out a thought, and it'll just kind of get lost in context, which is Brent Burns on the Hurricanes is, what what is it? It's a sign. It's a banner. Hey, uh-huh. Carolina had a lot of good young players, and they went out and they made smart trades. We could do it with Colorado. How were the Avalanche built? The Hurricanes have been really good and competitive for how many years, Joe? Like four now? Four years. Under Brindamore, years. they yeah. win all the time. Since they traded Skinner, really, they've been good. Not that that's Skinner's fault. No, they figured out. It, it's, it's funny because Skinner leaves and they get good. It's coincidence that right when Skinner left is when they finally figured out goaltending. Yeah. Like, they were a great team for years. They just had the worst goaltending in the league. And they've made two trades. The Brent Burns trade is one, and the other is the Trocheck trade that they make. Like, the Sabres might have been on that as well. This is the, maybe not quite the Timo Meyer trade, Mm -hmm. but when you are starting to get good, then it becomes time to make moves. Right? Like, it's time to make moves and identify this guy here and this guy. Like, when it comes to Burns, it was for a forward, a goalie prospect, and a third round pick. And, you know, he might not have been at the exact apex of his career, mm-hmm. but it's about getting somebody that can contribute that's a veteran. And, you know, he's, he's good for them. Trocheck was a price that we do it all the time. You see what an asking price is for a player, and it becomes, no, 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 not for that price. You know, Carolina got him. Last last year? When did they get two two years ago, but I think he left in free agency. Okay. This past summer. Gotcha. Okay. But they made that trade, that big swing a couple years ago when they were a contender. And then they've made other ones, right? Like Brady Shea yep. of of the Rangers. They traded for him when they already had like the best blue line in hockey. They decided, yeah, let's go trade for the Rangers number one defenseman. Yeah. Um and there's another one, Tara Vinen is way back when, but they did that with Chicago. It's gonna take I guess the the message is it's gonna take KG trades. And free yeah. agent signings. And I don't want the Sabres necessarily to shrink away from that moment. When we talked about this with Paul earlier this week, I don't need them to make the Timo Meyer trade. I don't need them to make the Horvat trade. But there will be a time where they will need to make it. If they fully expect to just home grow an entire Stanley Cup team, it never happens. Ever. 
You're going. Yeah. It's just too big of a roster, and trades are common enough that somebody is going to be identified as ooh available. We'll snag that guy. Thatcher Demko has come up as a rumor this week, right? That maybe they would go after the Canucks goaltender because he's going to get moved. I don't know that that's going to be it, but somewhere, whether it's this year's trade deadline, this off season, they will, I think, have to identify. We can get that player for two to three pieces and make a positive addition to the roster. I do like that Demko idea, by the way. Not for now. I like it for the summer, though. And I like it a lot. Because if you look around the roster right now, I agree with you can't home grow an entire Stanley Cup team. Like, you've got to make some additions along the way. You can do most of it. You can do most of it. And most teams probably do. Yeah, most probably, of it. right? The fact that, I mean, homegrown is also, I think, a little bit overused. They didn't exactly home grow Owen Power. They right. just took him first. Right, that's, that's right. Where right now do you have the least confidence for the next three years? Goal. Goalie. Yep. Like, it's undoubtedly goaltender, isn't it? Like, blue line because Darlene is there and Samuelson and Power. Like, sure, I got, the, I got maybe depth problems, but that's easy. Or that's easier than other things. Forward, I mean, they're the number two team in the league in scoring. I mean, I'm not that worried about that. It's goal. Lukanen's been great, but, well, I don't even want to say great. He's been good. He's been fine. He's been better than what, what the expectation was of his, his team. He's been Grant Fuhrer. I like that sure. because in the 80s, I didn't see a lot of Grant Fuhrer. But people always told me, and Paul brings this up, he made a save you needed him to. Don't look at his goals against average because it's not exactly great, yeah. which is what Lukanen has. Like His numbers are not great, but his win-loss, it, ha- it really has been yeah. this year. And I think like you know, ex- uh, goals saved above expected. Like He's 20th in the league, so like it's not like he's been bad by any means, and the team's just he's, carrying him. He's 13-6-2 and, and two with a save percentage under 900 this year. Yeah. And that's wild. Yeah. Do remember that I think 900 is about average in today's league. Is it? It's, it's this go, it's, year. It's fallen that far. Okay. It's fallen that far this year. But that would still make him slightly below average. Yeah. Um, Anderson's been good this year, but he's 41. The next three years, it's goal. Goal is the one place that I would want to add a guy that to because like I that's the one position where it feels like they're waiting. For the homegrown the most. They're waiting for the prospect, the young guy, to come save them the most. The forwards are already here. The defensemen are already here. Goalie, it's just, okay, when Levi shows up, right? And Levi is 21 years old. (laughs) And the point I made on Twitter yesterday was that Demko, who has a three-year contract after this year, if you traded for him in the summer, you've got Thatcher Demko for three years. That would take Devin Levi to his age 24 season. And in the last 10 years, there have been only 10 goaltenders that have played half their team's games at 24 years or or younger. Like, it is very rare that a goalie shows up that quickly and just takes over your net. And in today's league, where there are not guys that play 60, 70 games anymore, other than really Hellebuck and Winnipeg, I need two good goalies. And if I want two good goalies, I want to ensure that's going to happen. I, I, Demko and Lukanen for the next three years, you don't have pressure on, oh, we can't really be a cup contender or a legitimate contender until Devin Levi gets good. Who who knows when that could happen? If it happens at all. It could it could be five years before that happens because that's how goaltending goes in the NHL. So to me, like that Demko idea is very enticing to me, but not till after the season, because I think Anderson can get them through. But that's it. I mean that that idea though of just where is that trade going to come from? That I'm good, I'm young, 
and now I need a little something to put me over the top. 8030550. Of course, like over the top, all this. What the other part of what we're saying is strike while you can. The Owen Power entry level contract, the Quinn, the, the Paterka, the, these guys are. It's a lot like our quarterbacks on entry level deal conversation. Like, oh well, you gotta, yeah, you gotta surround Trevor Lawrence with expensive pieces while he's young. The Sabers should be treating Quinn, Paterka, and Power like that as well, along with Savoy if he's here next year. When they get guys in on cap hits under a million, that's your time to do this in goal and spend what you need to to get a little bit better. So you, power too, yeah, yeah. So that might you might be right about that. That you know this off season they do swing in that because. I mean, Anderson will be gone. Do we do, like? I'm we, not. Sh- I'm not sold on Lucanen and Comrie being their no, goalies next year. I'm not either. Anderson uh, it will be gone unless he's Tom Brady playing to 46. <laughs> but you would think yeah. Anderson will be gone. And then the other two, yeah, neither one has done enough. I think to keep you out of that market in this offseason. And even if Lucanen had, again, you kind of want a one B, don't you? He's 23. Like even even him, by the way, twenty three years old. Like this usually is a little bit early for goalies in their development track getting here. So pairing Lucan in with a guy, I mean Demko is specific to this because of his contract length, but also that you know this year's been bad. Maybe anyone would be bad in Vancouver this year though. The last two years, like he's been a top fifteen goaltender in the NHL. He was top ten two years ago by any metric. So adding a guy like that, I mean, it shows your team you want to be a winner, and I think it allows your team to be a winner and not just get caved in in goal. Because that that is the one thing I'm worried about, is this team develops, and they just can't... That's what happened to Carolina, to go back to our Hurricanes example. The Hurricanes were great, like six, seven years ago. They were one of the best five-on-five teams in the league, and they couldn't get in the playoffs because they they were dead last in save percentage every single year. I just don't want to sit on my hands and assume that someone is going to bail me out of that. Yeah, it's the one position you don't want to just hope for. Right. Especially with, with young guys. By the way, uh, power, I do think, like, th- next year might be the last year you get him on an entry-level deal. Don't you think they're paying him after this year? Yeah. They did it with Samuelson after, like, 50 games. But you still, it still counts, that entry-level deal. For one more year. Yeah, well, he still plays on it. For, well, the first year, the contract holds. So this year, then next year. And then I think then, it's big cap hit. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what kind of big cap hit. Like eight and a half? It, that could be right. If you're power, do you not do that, though? Because you think I can get 11? I don't think he can get 11 until he puts up numbers. But that's what I mean. He would yeah. rather not. So he would take. He a, would rather not. I'm just not going to sign a deal this offseason at all because if I wait one year and I put up those numbers, or I wait two years and put up those numbers, now making yeah, three million more. Maybe I, is he going to? Maybe he will. Maybe he will explode and start putting up like Darlene offensive numbers. But that is a big jump for him. It is a you know the Cousins contract. Look at the landscape of the NHL. You know we've we've been down this road a lot talking about me talking about offer sheets and. Free agency is silly season, and part of the reason that the tank became what it was is because great players do not move. Great right. players just don't move teams, and if you want great players like Power and Darlene, you better draft them because you're not going to get them in free agency. These teams have wised up, and they sign guys to long-term deals. Now, it's not even the only the guys at the top get locked up. Mm-hmm. The Sabres locked up, of course, Thompson, Samuelson, and Cousins is going to be next. Yeah, and Cousins is going to be what, eight years, seven and a half to eight million dollars per year. Yep, these teams do not mess around anymore. So 
The players are getting paid earlier. They're getting p- paid younger, whether it's, you know, the, go on and on. The Kachucks or is it Josh Anderson? Like, who's the guy? All these young guys I'm thinking of that get their contracts. And if you are hoping to acquire players, you better do it while they're young and cheap and make these KG smart trades because it feels like the free agency market is is probably deader than ever when it comes to getting young talent. Yeah, you know who's done this already? Ottawa's, Ottawa's done, done this. Ottawa's done a ton of it. Ottawa, you mentioned with, Brand- with Brady Kachuk. They paid Tim Stutzla, who they drafted, what was he, second overall? Third overall a couple of years ago. They gave him an eight-year, $8.35 million per year deal after he had played 53 games in the NHL. Right. They don't mess around anymore. Yeah, like they just pay him. And power, right, like maybe the offensive numbers come, maybe they don't. He was first overall, and he's having the type of impact that like elite number one defensemen are having this year. Yep. How could you be more – is there any way to be more sure that for eight years he's going to be like an incredible player for you? The, I mean, Is the, there any thought that he wouldn't – it's not even Thompson for no, this. No, that's right. Like there's no risk to me of you pay power after this offseason or this, this season and think – He's just going to be this great for eight years. The only thing that you would wonder about is, do you pay him on like a Timo Meyer contract, which is, hey, why don't you hit another payday in a couple years when you're still an RFA? Like, here's $10 million per year taking you right up to your RFA window, mm-hmm. and then we will re-sign you for another eight from there. So you retire as a Buffalo Sabre. Of course, you know, the player's got to be on the same page to do that. Josh Anderson, I don't know why he was the one that came to my mind. He might not be the best example, but he did sign with Montreal like a seven-year contract yeah. that paid him five and a half per year. Guys are getting locked up. Yeah, teams are doing that Yep, a lot. Uh, Chikrin, who we've talked about being in the trade market, he's a guy I always think of for this because he, he was one of the first, I think, that this happened to. He is 20, He's 24 years old. He's already in the fourth year of a six-year contract. So they would have paid him a six-year contract when, when he was 20. 20. That might be, well, no, he'll be a UFA after this. So, I don't know. If you sign power, maybe you just do the eight. Because the risk is, again, like they did this with Darlene. Darlene, they did the bridge deal, $6 yep. million dollars per year, and now he's about to be probably an $11 million a year But player. that might be what the player wants, you know? And that's, right. you could say you'd like to lock up Darlene for eight. If he wants three, because he knows basically after three, he gets a raise, and then he signs for eight. Sure. Well, then you win. You get him for 11. 803-0550. We'll get a break in. Sabres lost last night. We're sitting here talking about, uh, you know, team building because Carolina looks good. The Sabres have a little ways to go. And, uh, well, they got smoked last night. Get you some highlights of the game. Lots to get to. One, I, I actually have I have a Brady conversation I'm excited to have. Come on. Yes. This can't be possible. I think it's, I think it's totally fair. Something's got to be up. I have, a, I have a legitimate question about Tom Brady, his legacy, that I think can be a fun conversation. Okay. We still have to get to our, your... Uh... Your draft conversation. You had you had a, a, I know, ba- a bet, a bet that would get you to see eighty for Brady. I do. Yeah, we got to get to that as well. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot to get to that yesterday. Uh, jump on a phone line if you want to join us. Uh, you know, hang out. Eight hundred three hundred five fifty. Happy Groundhog Day, by the way. Too. We're gonna rank some groundhogs. Give me your. I want your. I want your Thursday tiers of groundhogs. I don't, by, by I, the, I don't think I know any groundhogs. Oh, there's a lot of groundhogs. 
We'll get we'll meet some of them as well here on WTR. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Again off the tip, scores! Alex Tuck from the top of the circle, right side, let it rip, and out of nowhere, the Sabres are on the board. Dan Dunleavy on the call. Sabres get their lone goal of the game from Alex Tuck. That's your first moment of the game for moments in for all the moments in your life. Go forth to Firth. It's brought to you by Firth Jewelers. He was the best player on the ice last night Tuck. For, for the Sabres. Yeah. Just always moving. Always, like, everywhere. Like, he is... It maybe should be mentioned more how fast he is. Like, yeah. is he not the fastest player in the Sabres? Yes. He moves at a million miles an hour, like, at all times. Yeah, that's probably right. Like, they do those set icing plays where they know the guy will beat the, the circle, and 90% of the time, Tuck is the one they're trying to do that with. It might be... I saw this being debated last night. The last time we see the the stormtrooper jerseys, the white pants, white shirts. It's wild. Yeah. When the Bills wear white on white, I can't love it anymore. When the Sabers wear their white on white, I just want to get away from it. They're really, uh, they're like hockey camo. <laughs> right. They're trying to blend in with the boards in the uh, in the ice. It might be the last time they wear it. I saw Joe Yurden tweeting about this as well, and you asked it yesterday. They were supposed to wear it against Columbus, the game that's been rescheduled for the last day of the season. Yeah. Will they wear it and bust it back out for one last time? I want to say I do not think so. Why? You think they'll just put it away? Yes. They're going to put it away in some boxes and like, I'm just going to leave it over there and not even think about it? Yeah, what will they do with it? They'll never wear them again, right? No, I don't this think This is so. it? The Adidas contract actually runs out at the end of the year, so it might just be the end of reverse retro in general, which I'm a little disappointed in because I was very curious to see what they might do next. They were out of ideas. They did the goat head. They did the crossing swords. Like, what would they have changed up next? 
It's a good question. The slug? You know what? Hopefully the NHL, the next time they do any sort of jersey thing, they don't put the teams in boxes and tell them, like, you must be... Like, you've got three parameters yeah. to fall within these. Yeah. Good example of this. The Winter Classic or Outdoor Series, whatever. The stadium stadium, series, stadium so. series. The Capitals Stadium Series jerseys, you've seen them, right? They're, yeah. They're, oh, yeah. They're playing yeah, yeah. Carolina. It's a giant W-wing logo, and it takes up the entire sweater and goes onto the arms, and it's very much out of the normal NHL sweater template. Yep. And it's, my opinion, perfect. Especially these one-off games where you're playing outdoors. Wear, the, wear whatever you want. The Kings and the Ducks played one where they wore sweaters like that also. Very big logos, weird, yes. very different. You're playing an outdoor stadium series, especially consider that the people watching are farther away. He's like, go ahead, make giant logos. So yeah. I don't know what their next move is. You know, the NBA, we've seen them open up, and you can do whatever you want in the NBA. Teams have six different jerseys. The NHL, you know, reverse retro, I think has been a good thing for them, but overall. The NHL, you can have jerseys, but you're only allowed to wear them in warm-ups. Yeah. That's how they do it. Yeah, like those St. Patrick's Day jerseys with the plaid on the shoulder. Every team should be wearing those. Wear it in the game. Yeah. To stop taking yourself so seriously. Hockey fights, cancer night, purple, anything you want. Yeah. Get get wild, NHL. It's Jeremy White, Jody Biasi here on WGR 803-0550 to join us. Um, I had a thing on the... On, on football, just mentioning Garoppolo and how he won't be back in San Francisco. Take it, I will say this, though. Shanahan did say the same thing last year. That he didn't see any scenario? Maybe not exactly He's, in those words, but it was... I mean, Garoppolo said goodbye, and Shanahan... I'll find it. He said something along the same lines. That, like, he, we don't think he's going to be back next year. Okay. Maybe it wasn't as definitive, but... Well, he they said he, they don't see any scenario. You've got Brock Purdy, who's... I guess it's worse than they initially thought. Yeah. That he's going to miss a lot of time. Like he might miss a whole calendar year of yeah. thing. Yeah. Which means that's all of next season. Which is horrible for him. Uh, I mean, yeah. to be a Cinderella story like that, to be Mr. Irrelevant, all of a sudden get to the, AFC, the NFC Championship game and have that happen. The Kelsey brothers, so Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey, they're going to meet in the Super Bowl. First time brothers meet on the field in the Super Bowl. They have a podcast they do. And Jason Kelsey, I, I like him a lot. You know, Travis Kelsey, you probably know a little bit better. You've seen him. Mm -hmm. His brother, Jason Kelsey, is also fantastic. He flat out said that during the NFC Championship game, when the Niners lost Purdy and then lost Josh Johnson, that he felt bad. Yeah, he felt bad. He felt bad for the Niners. He said, I asked myself if I'm supposed to feel bad for them, and then I decided, yes, I feel bad for them. This Mm -hmm. isn't what it was supposed to be. And I I think that makes sense. If you're an Eagles fan and you went to that game, you probably... Feel great that you're going to the Super Bowl, but yeah, all right. You maybe wanted some more drama, a little bit. I mean, you go. I think there are different kinds of sports fans, right? Some go just to see their team win. Others really do love a good game and love drama. This is a little bit like my comparison will be when the Sabers take a six nothing lead in the first and chase a goalie. Yeah, the first is really fun, and then the second and the third, you're kind of like, well, I mean, we should probably go home. You're kind of just hanging, right? You might as well. <laughs> You're just kind of hanging out. Like, this game is over. Yeah. And that I, I think that, are the Eagles fans doing that? Like, you mentioned during the update, like, I kind of got into it with a couple people on Eagles Twitter yesterday for pointing out that, like, I don't, this is not controversial at all. They had the easiest path to the Super Bowl imaginable, right? Like, they played a Giants team that is not that great, and then they play the 49ers, who are great, 
but couldn't throw the football for half the game. Yep. And in the other half of the game, they had Josh Johnson, who has quite literally, this is not an exaggeration, Ben, on 17 teams. Like, he is the ultimate journeyman, who, by the way, is old at this point, 36. Like, they just, they weren't challenged. And that doesn't have to be a criticism. I, I don't think it is a criticism of the Eagles. It's why you want the one seed, right? It's why you focus on the one seed. You want the easiest path possible for yourself to get to the Super Bowl, or else why bother winning your division? If you really just want, oh, I want to earn it, and I want the hardest path possible so that everyone can be impressed with how I got there, finish fifth. Finish fifth, and then do that. It's it's undisputed to me that they that they had the easier path to, to get to the Super Bowl. Again, though, that does not have to discredit what they did. I think both can be true. Yes. That they are the best team in the NFC, and they did not really face a challenge here in the playoffs. Well, yeah, the NFC doesn't have strong quarterbacks. Like, we know That's that. That's also true. And, I, you know, the, the response that that guy in Philly that you were arguing with, he one of the things he said, I, I didn't jump in because, you know, I don't want to get involved in every argument, but sure. he referred to the NFC East as the best division in the NFL's history. This year. Oh, I didn't even read history. I just saw the, this is division. the strongest division since the restructure. Since they went to eight divisions, the, the NFC East was the best division since restructuring to eight divisions. Does anybody believe that? I don't. Does a single person believe that? I mean, I might give you it was the best this year. Would you? Would you? Would you say it's the best this year? What would be the What would be the alternative? The AFC East might have been a tougher division. Yeah, Buffalo and Philly, close. Miami, Miami at their peak, you might put above Dallas. Definitely in the definitely in the ballpark when they're playing healthy. The Jets and Giants probably would have been close. Here's another way to do it: if the AFC East was in the NFC, how many of those four teams make the playoffs? It's possible all four make the playoffs. Yeah. Three do. Three I would, do I would, for I would sure. Think three do. Yeah. So. No, you're right. Definitely not in history. No. De- definitely not in history. They they did earn it. Like they they earned they the one seed, and they got the benefit of being the one seed. You got a you got a weaker opponent in the second round, and then you got lucky. That's the other thing, by the way. Pushing back on any notion that Brock Purdy and Josh Johnson getting injured was. Like, that's because they're so great at rushing the passer. Right. They are great at rushing the passer. They're probably the best. Not probably. They are the best pass rusher in football. Everything would tell you they are. But what's the injury rate on quarterbacks getting hurt on quarterback hits? Is it every is it every 200 hits? Like, what is it? To get not one, but two quarterbacks injured so that a team is down to not being able to throw the football in a game, you need injury luck. Yep. Or else, you know, a, ten quarterback hits in a game, you're, you're, every team in the league would dress three quarterbacks for every game if it were true that every five hits, my guy's going to get hurt. It would have been tremendous injury luck if only Brock Purdy got hurt. He right. had to go back in hurt right. because the other guy got hurt. One thing, Timo Risk of Pro Football Focus brought this up, and this is something I'm watching going into, the, into this game. I've decided I'm heavy on the Chiefs here. Heavy. Really? Here's something for you. They're plus two and a half? Yeah, okay. they're underdogs. Yep. Heavy Chiefs on the money line is what I would say. The Eagles played, here are the four best offenses the Eagles played this year. The Cowboys with Dak Prescott, the Packers, mm. the Jaguars, and the Lions. Three of those four teams dropped 33 or more on them. 
Hmm. The Jaguars turned it over a bunch in that game, so they didn't. Right. But the Packers, the Cowboys, and Lions dropped 33 uh-huh. on the Eagles. And it's a little bit of a 2021 Bills he, thing there. He goes on he goes on to point out it's a, it was the Eagles last year too. Okay. They're great against bad offenses and not great against good offenses, which a lot of teams you could say that of. Sure. Yeah. But one thing he points out is like the Eagles are going to win this game if they can scheme Hassan Reddick onto an island and rush him. And if they can't do that, they're in trouble. They play too much zone, and Patrick Mahomes will do what he does to all the defenses that decided they were going to switch to a too-high shell against Mahomes. Remember that? For five minutes, everybody figured out Mahomes, yep. and then that didn't work anymore. Yep. So his, his ankle looked fine against Cincinnati, and if they, you, you, you mentioned their receivers are hurt. Okay, if they're healthy... As long as they can block up Hassan Reddick, I think they'll be fine. And I'm heavy on the Eagles in this game. I think the I'm sorry, heavy on the, heavy Chiefs. the Chiefs. Heavy on the Chiefs. I think the Eagles defense is ready to be exposed by Andy Reid in an offense that exposes a lot of teams. If there is a team that can kind of counteract the best pass rush in football, I would give it to them. Right? Their quick passing game. They moved the pocket last week. Yep. The Bengals started getting four-man pass rush, and even with Mahomes' ankle injury, they started rolling the pocket. I think the, actually the Kelsey touchdown was... They immediately roll Mahomes right, and he's on the move, and then Kelsey works his way back to the football. So I'm not heavy on the Chiefs yet, but I'd be on them with the spread right now, I think. 803-0550. Get a break in. Jeremy White, Jody Biasi. My Brady question for you coming up top of the hour. Uh, okay. Happy Groundhog Day. It is Groundhog Day. Hey, we're talking about Brady on Groundhog Day. Who who, who would have thought? I right? have to figure out some groundhogs, too. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get you some groundhog info. There was one groundhog that already made his prediction three days early, and I feel like that's like the first. I feel like like that shouldn't be allowed, right? It's like when the first guy comes out with a mock draft. Like, hold, hold on, man. Yeah, it's you come out with the mock draft like week three of the previous season. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) One Buffalo groundhog went three days early, but today is Groundhog Day. Eight oh three oh five fifty to be a part of the show on WGR. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places. Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. All right, it's Groundhog Day. There is... Who's your favorite Groundhog? You going with Dunkirk Dave? Dunkirk Dave. I was looking through some names before, and I think Milltown Mel. Okay. I like that name. 
Punxsutawney Phil, of course, is uh, the famous, most famous. Uh huh. When I looked up famous groundhogs, like his his name is on the title of the Wikipedia page that I'm currently on. And then there's like C also, and that's where the other ones. Buckeye Chuck. Yep. Is another one. These are not names I'm just carrying around though that I know. Also, I've never seen the movie. No. Oh. All right. Where is that on the list of movies I've never I've never seen and how bad that is? Is it below, above or below Back to the Future? That's uh, that's wow. What a hard it's a hard question before seven a.m. <laughs> what is what What's is worse? What do, you, what do you have to see first? This is going to end up. You know what this is going to turn into? Huh. On Kyle Brandt's basement on the podcast, he and Josh Allen always pick a movie for Josh to see that Josh hasn't seen. Okay. And then he reports back the next week, like, "What'd you think of the Shawshank Redemption? What'd you think of the Princess Bride?" It's kind of it's it's fun because like watching I guess Josh hasn't seen a lot of movies so watching him come back and were those two real examples I think so I know Shawshank wow. was Shawshank was a real example he had, Shawshank is worse that's worse than anything I haven't seen right that that has to be worse than not seeing Back to the Future it's definitely yes it's worse than not seeing Groundhog Day yeah Gr- Groundhog Day is I don't know what's the Rotten Tomatoes score on Groundhog Day it's a cult classic. I don't know if that's exactly the right phrase for it because I think I would have thought of it as just a it's referred it's talked about like it's just a classic. Yeah, it, it's Rotten a, Tomato score ninety four on the tomato meter and eighty eight for the audience score. Yeah. That's that's pretty good. And it's pretty the, good. It's tough to beat. It is a unique movie. It's it's yes, it's you should see it. It's worth seeing. Okay, I mean Bill Murray is Bill Murray. I I'm 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 good with Bill Murray. I like Bill Murray. It's good. All right. My question about Groundhog Day and. If you go to, again, like the Wikipedia page, you mentioned you're at that. So if you look at the history of the predictions, they they keep track of this. And my favorite one is 1942. So they're looking at okay. what, did, what did Punxsutawney Phil, who it's not the same groundhog. He's not been alive for like 130 years. Hmm. He keeps getting replaced. You know, how many times did he predict a long winter or an early spring? They've got that all marked off by the year. 1942, it's red because war clouds blacked out parts of the shadow. Like, they didn't want to make a pick during wartime in 1942. Oh, okay. Right. Right. So it's just kind of interesting to see that on the predictions. Anyway, here's my issue, and whatever. I know it's not scientific, but when they invent <laughs> when they invented this. So here's how it works. Punk's Tony Phil's going to come up today, and if he sees his shadow, one thing, and if he... It, the the ceremony begins before sunrise. Yeah. If he sees his shadow and returns to his hole, six more weeks of winter like weather. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's one. Two, I'm counting the, the how many weeks that is. What the date will be? One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. So six more weeks of winter like weather. Mm-hmm. If he does not see his shadow, that means an early spring. Okay. Does it say anything specific about when that's early? No, but Just my, before six weeks. My question is this. Six weeks would be March 16th. Yep. Spring starts March 21st. Yeah. Somebody tell me the difference between six weeks and early spring. Early Spring is March 21st, according uh-huh. to... Like by the... By the letter of the law. Sure. So, an er, You're asking what an early spring I, I, would I'm qualify as? Six weeks from today would be five days before the official start of spring anyway. So it would still be an early spring. Right. Unless a significantly early spring, unless they subscribe to something that I also subscribe to. Oh, that spring starts March first. Spring starts March first. 
while 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 I've got you here. Yeah, it's the, not the, winter. The meteorological seasons instead of the you know the solstice and the equal yeah. when people try to tell me that fall starts on september 21st <laughs> like right. no it doesn't no it doesn't it starts september 1st yeah no march 1st is not winter no i don't call that winter march 1st is spring yeah even so though i guess un, un, not knowingly I've, I've also subscribed to that as well right so the moral of the story is if you're one of these people that out here tries to enforce the seasons uh-huh. on march 21st and september 21st i just want you to know that the lore of the 130-year history of Groundhog Day would suggest otherwise. Well, the Groundhog is telling you, though, if he d- if he does see his shadow today, he's saying March 1st through 15th is winter stuff. That's right. He's saying it's going to be six weeks of winter. Right. Otherwise, he's predicting an early spring, which would, I think, even leak into February. So there you go. Punk's Tony Phil. I would feel like I would take March 16th right now. It's cold. It's really cold. Like... Right. Tomorrow, today it's cold. Tomorrow's going to be a 20 degree drop from what it is today. March 16th and spring. Like, I, I feel like I would take that right now. That's one more month of this. Yeah. Just don't get me into March with still being in the 20s and thinking about snow. If, if cold weather in winter were a four hour flight, we're, we're on our initial descent. Like, we're coming, we're coming down. I can see. Yeah. I can see. I'm now opening the map, like on the uh, like the little app on your phone that shows you where the little plane icon is in the country. Yeah, and you're down from thirty six thousand feet to about thirty two. Like, okay, we're we're getting started. We're on our way here to spring. All right, I I have a Tom Brady. I have a Tom Brady topic that I I think is good, and I think we can all have it. Okay, as adults, I'm skeptical, and it can be complimentary to Mr. Brady, but also I want to put something in context because context. Taylor Lewan had an absurd tweet about Brady's legacy. But I started thinking about it a little deeper. Where does he actually rate? We'll get to that next. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. 
So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.